This episode on the Mesh.TV is sponsored by The Sock Factory, making quality socks in North Carolina since 1975. As producers of Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock, The Sock Factory has something for everyone. To find out more, visit thesockfactory.com. What you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 10, volume 7 of the Fantasy Formula. Hang on, special guest here, Mr. Eimer. Special guest, come on in here, please, special guest. Well, ladies and gentlemen, who do we have today? But it's the my lovely wife, the mother of my two children, Miss Jennifer East. Jennifer, can you grab Hank's mic real quick and just say a couple words to our uh, Fantasy Formula audience? Good afternoon, everyone. I listen every week, so you're in for a treat today. Thank you, Jennifer. So Jennifer is one of our 30,000 subscribers to the Fantasy Formula. We're glad to have you on board, Jennifer. And here are my keys. Enjoy your <laughs> evening. I'll see you after work today. All right. Bye, Jen. There she goes, Miss America. Yay! Hey! Okay. Hank. She did not enjoy she that. She did not like that one minute. <laughs> Hank, two-week hiatus. Haven't seen you in a while. It wasn't a two-week hiatus, first of all. Okay, you've said that three times <laughs> well, how so many far. How was it? Well, there's only one because I... No, it was two weeks for you. Two I did the show. Me. Yes, you did. I did the show. And I heard rave reviews about the show that you and Mr. Moose did, too. Heard well, very, I, I very, hope it was, very it was well good. Received. You know what? I, I loved working with those two guys, but there's something special about us. Yeah. I like this. Yes, this is this I love is that, but yeah. I like this. This is good. This, this is, is good. good. So, it's getting back to the two-week hiatus for me from okay. the show. So okay. A lot has happened. A lot of crazy things have happened in the last two weeks. Let's start with what happened last night. In Hickory, North Carolina, scary times, Hank. For sure. Go ahead and tell For us. For sure. About it. Well, <laughs> go ahead and tell us. Well, you know, I mean, I, I to be completely honest, I was kind of. Uh, it surprised me because I wasn't aware that there was supposed to be a tornado. Like, you know, I uh, pride myself on my meteorology, sure, and uh, it kind of crept up on me a little bit. And uh, we had some serious wind, some serious rain, uh, but. It, the devastation in Hickory, and I use that lightly because, you know, the world sure. has seen other things. Absolutely. But the amount of damage and work that needs to be done to get power back, it's kind of Hugo-like. For those people that remember Hurricane Hugo, I mean, there's, in my neighborhood, every block you can see a down power line. And nobody's out there fixing it because right. there's so, so much more going on. Um, but... You know, I think e- either you were affected by it, you know, I mean, you personally was affected by it, or somebody that you're really close to was. I mean, mm-hmm. my little boy, we dropped him off at a friend's house, which you know very well. Yep. He was there 30 minutes. Next thing you know, tree comes through the roof. Oh, scary, scary stuff. Scary stuff. So for our listeners in China and Europe and all over the place uh, who weren't aware of what happened in Hickory, North Carolina, so some 
crazy weather, precipitation, winds. Actually, I haven't heard officially, but there was definitely tornadoes that touched down. I know they're touched down in Granite Falls, I heard for right. sure, in our surrounding areas. I'm sure they had to with the damage I saw. They had to have touched down had in Hickory. To. The airport in Hickory, half of it is gone. It was demolished. The hangar. Hangar's gone. Hangar's gone. Planes, Planes flying around like Legos. Upside down. Upside down. There's a picture of a Suburban that was lifted up and placed upside down on another car. Crazy. It is crazy. Mm. So anyway, to all the people in Hickory, we're glad. So no fatalities I've heard so far. So hopefully everybody's safe. I know everybody's scared, and there's a lot of cleanup to do, but we'll get through it. Hickory strong is what I say, Hank. There it is. Hickory strong, right? I love that. Yes. All right, man. So we made it through the tornado. Now let's see what we made through our fantasy the last two weeks, Hank. Let's talk about the last two weeks fantasy football. My record last week, an unprecedented 4-0. Oh, wow. And you all went 0-1. Uh, 0-1 last week. The previous week, Hank. 0-1. 0-1, 2-2. So anyway, tough couple weeks for you. Sure. Me, I'm floating right along. Yeah, you are. I'm just continuing to do what I do, and that's win, right? So now I guess I'm first place in our league. I I, I don't know, Chad. (laughs) I don't know. Why don't you look at your own stats? Okay, I'll look it up here when we have a Okay, I know where I'm at. Where are you, Hank? It's not good. I don't want to talk about it. It's not good. But I made some... Fatal moves, and this is what happens when you take your eye off the prize. Do you want to talk about that fatal move? The one big one from two weeks ago. I I would rather not. (laughs) Well, we have our commissioner pointed it out very clearly to the rest of our league that you started Stefan Diggs two weeks ago, who was an inactive, inactive, right? Well, he was going into Saturday. Yes. They said he had a chance of playing. Okay. I had two other guys on by. Okay, I was really kind of. Oh, okay, you were. I was kind of in a tough a bad spot, spot. Your tough spot, right? But he has a groin injury, and you know how hard it is to them growins mm-hmm. <laughs> follow the growing. Yes. So I started him, and I got zero points out of him, and I barely lost. God. And then this week, I was carrying three quarterbacks. Yes, which is so stupid. I understand. Typically that. not smart. But yes. I was going to drop one. Didn't see anybody on the waiver wire, so I started Carson Palmer instead <sighs> of. Russell Wilson. Oh, okay? Yeah. Because he had a better matchup. I understand. And sometimes you just have to go with a better matchup. I do the same thing. You go with the better matchup, and this time it cost you. It cost me a game. I lost by a point and a half. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's brutal. It's awful. And it's brutal. to the person that I don't want to lose to yeah, ever. Sure. It's awful. Dude. I know that dude. I don't want to lose to him either. Yes. The difference is I don't. I win these battles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so two-week hiatus we mentioned before. So – Two weeks ago, Hank, I went to go to this concert. The band that you, you I invited you. I know. You couldn't make it. On live uh, podcast. Yes, on live podcast. I invited you to this wonderful band called the Greyhounds. And And I'd only heard a few songs from you. And so we listened to their CD or whatever on our way up to Asheville. And I started falling in love with it a little bit more. And then when I saw them live, holy cow, I was blown away. So if I could give any advice to our listeners who are music fanatics, like just like you're a fami- fantasy formula fanatic, go check out the Greyhounds. They're like an – I'm not going to say R&B. They're like so – a little bit of rock and roll and R&B kind of mixed together. They're two cats. One dude plays keyboard. One dude plays guitar. And they both sing very well. So check them out. I was blown away. Asheville, there's a place called the Gray Wolf or something. That's where they played. Small venue, 250 people, big bar. 
awesome. You said you were like almost like you could touch him. Dude, we were front row. Literally, I could touch the dude's keyboard if Don't I wanted to. Don't touch his keyboard. Don't touch his keyboard, though, exactly. Dan Kuda. Dan Kuda loves keyboard players, right? And you know who Dan Kuda is? He's your neighbor. Of course, <laughs> yes, you do. I do. He goes to my church. Yes, yes. Neighbor. Very guy, well standing fellow. My son's class. Yes, he's just a wonderful guy. Why don't guy. you introduce me one night? <laughs> well, he's a keyboard player, and I'm telling you, just to see Dan, just being that close to this wonderful keyboard player, Dan was. It almost like looked like he was falling in love. Oh, you know, like good you know, for Dan. Third grade, you're staring at Sally across the across the, the classroom. That's the look Dan had in his eye. Pure love. Love. Pure love. Love. So anyway, y'all check out the Greyhounds. They were wonderful. Hank, you had a big trip last week. I did. I did. I went to Chatty's Playground. Yes. Which is Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Las Vegas. I went out for a convention, and um, thank God I was only out there Tuesday (laughs) evening to Friday morning. Oh, that's still a lot of days. Still a long time. A lot of days. Still a long time. Mm. Um, And I really didn't arrive with anybody my wife didn't go with me i didn't you know i didn't have my boys yep. i didn't have, so i for the first time in a long time went to a lot of classes oh, at really? this convention i spent like a lot of time blackjack in, classes no. or craps classes <laughs> no. i wish i would have done more of that <laughs> but uh really i spent a lot of time like in the morning in the afternoon and everything and so uh but you know you got to realize when you if you're winning or losing it's a Three days is a long time. Long time, right? I would be dead. I'm telling you, if I went to Vegas for more than three days, I would probably be dead. Dead. Dead, yes. I, yeah, so, so the first night I went out there, took my team to dinner, and we had a great dinner, and then we went back, and I played a little bit of, little bit of uh, little gaming, you know? <laughs> a little gaming. A little nice. gaming, yeah. and lost money, okay? Mm-hmm. Next day, came back, could not lose, mm, okay? Love that. Games I betted on. Winners, mm-hmm. blackjack winner, roulette winner, Keno right? winner, horse racing winner, highlight winner, right? Winner, winner, winner everywhere, right? So I that was the night that I stayed up probably too late, stayed at the table too long, and got to bed a little later, and uh, but I had a good time. Next day went to class feeling terrible, <laughs> terrible. At least you made it to class. That's pretty impressive, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, I cut out after lunch. And went to the Barrett Jackson auction, which do you ever see those on TV? On television, yeah. Oh my gosh. How cool. Cars. I mean, incredible cars. And uh, it was at Mandalay Bay. So I take the tram from MGM to Mandalay Bay. And while you're going on the tram, you pass by the area that was, you know, the, right, the shooting. area where the shooting was. Yeah. And nothing has changed. If hmm. somebody dropped a backpack, that backpack is still there. Are you serious? Yeah, they're still investigating it. And so there's tape around. The venue is still the same. Like, if there was a bar right there, the bar is still there. And that's you know, like a parking lot. Ooh, that's kind of eerie. It is eerie. It is eerie. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I got to see that, which wasn't great. But um, the last day we had our big uh, coal banker uh, party, which is, it was at the T-Mobile Center where the new yeah, uh, hockey, the team, hockey play. team plays. The Knights. The Knights play. Yeah. And it was great. You know, the average age of the real estate agent is 58 okay so when they're bringing in talent to play they've got to bring somebody that's going to appeal to somebody that's 58 right especially there's it's a a female dominated business real estate is so can i guess sure okay so who's the dude oh come on what is his name he used to be the heartthrob he had long hair now he's bald Fabio? <laughs> no, it's kind of like Fabio. I can't remember. Oh, you're name. talking about uh, not the guy that does the flute. 
No, <laughs> like, Michael Bolton. G? Michael Bolton. That's no. what I was. Was it Michael no, Bolton? No, that was a, that was a good guess. I mean, okay. that was a good try though. No, okay. think band. Think okay. band when you Chicago. Were, no, no, that's really going deep. Okay, okay. Think, think. I I don't want to I don't want to give you too much, but think '90s band as terrible as Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything as terrible as as terrible as the Nickelback. Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls. Okay, okay. The Goo Goo Dolls. Alright, but yeah. I only knew like you know you only know like three songs, yeah. and so it was hilarious when they hit the stage. <laughs> it was just sixty year old women Love. hammering the stage, That's right? It was great. I but, thought you were uh, going to say "Color Me Bad," and I was like, "Going, like, yeah, yes, Color Me Bad" would be perfect for the uh, Colo uh, Banker real estate function. It, it would be, but we had a good time. You know, the flight back is always tough because it's virtually seven and a half, eight hours of your day is Absolutely. wasted. Uh, you want to, you, you know what? This is the ridiculous part. So, three of our agents went out there with myself. Okay, we all flew differently. Two of them stayed Saturday to Saturday. <laughs> That's right? awful. One of them left Saturday morning, last Saturday mo- or two Saturday mornings ago, and drove out there. Come on. Stopped two times. He's 24, so he's got the back and, you know, the the ability to do that. You know, we would do stuff like that when you're 24, sure. right? Yeah. Last day of the conference, Friday morning, he decides we're out, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I, I – Yeah, it's time to go. It's time, time to, to go. go, right? Yeah. He jumps in his car 11 a.m. on Friday, does not stop. Other than to get gas and food and stuff. Right, the pee. Drives straight. Does not give his girlfriend the wheel. 32 and a half hours. What? 32 and... I don't know if he's smart or dumb, but I could not be behind the wheel near that. It's impossible. Impossible. Yeah, wow. He really wanted to get out of Vegas, didn't he? Did. he? Wow, That's we... a long trip with your girlfriend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Well, Hank, before we jump into the fantasy football, i got a pretty exciting trip that's upcoming. I'm flying oh, out so Friday. Awesome. We're talking about an airplane ride to... Chicago, the Windy City. Give me some other names. Chicago's got a lot of other names, but the Windy City and You're on your own here, bud. Big Pizza. I think it's I think it's like <laughs> no, no, no. Big, big I don't pizza. think it's called Big, big pizza. pizza. I don't think it's called Big Pizza. <laughs> well anyway, I'm You're heading... like Steak Island. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm heading to Steak Island on Friday and I'm meeting a bunch of my college buddies. And we're gonna tour around Chicago and at eight o'clock sharp on fr- Saturday morning. We get onto the Notre Dame. They call it the Notre Dame party bus. So I'm going to NC State versus Notre Dame, 3.30 kick. But the bus leaves from the hotel at 8 o'clock in the morning, Hank. Can I ask you a question? Please. Friday. Friday. You're, you're meeting up with college buddies that yes. you haven't seen in some time. Yes. Coming from all over the world. Yes. Staying in probably one of the best cities in the country. Yes. What's the chances <laughs> of you making that 8 a.m. bus? We've talked about it. through. You e- better talk yes, about it. Exactly. Something that we, we had to put out there before we go on this trip. So we said we're getting older. Back in the day, we might have tried to say, you know what? Screw it. We won't go to sleep. We'll just go straight onto the bus at 8 o'clock and try to make it. This is the, the day starts at 8. The game ends at 3.30. It doesn't bring you back to Chicago till 10 p.m. That's a long day. Long man. day, bub. So what we decided to do, we are going to Chicago. We arrive at 11. We're going to go eat lunch. There's some friends that know Chicago very well. They're going to show us around town. They've got to play in softball games at 6 o'clock that evening. They're going, we're going to shower up, eat a big fat steak at one of the finest steak restaurants in the sure. world. Drink a little wine. Then we're going Sophisticated. To, then we're going to bed. So we're, our plan is we want to be in the bed by midnight. No. What's the chances of that no. happening? This impo- that's not going to happen. Okay, so first yeah. of all, listen, the, the good news is, is you're not traveling with your chips, are you? 
<laughs> your poker chips. Right? No, we don't. I don't bring those on the plane. With okay, me okay so the good news. The good news is, is you're not traveling with your chips. Yeah. The second thing is, man, that city is amazing. It's different heard. than any other city, right? And so it's it's very friendly. The bars are you know, inviting and awesome and incredible. There's no way you eat dinner after you have that wine. <laughs> maybe a Camus, I don't yeah, know. Maybe. And and go back to your hotel room. Right. You're going to have a couple more drinks. No, I'm sure. Hey, I'm I sure. cannot wait to hear yeah. how that goes. Yeah. 2 a.m. is my prediction. I'd probably take the over. But the plan <laughs> is to be in, a bed at, be in bed at 12. So let me just tell you a little bit about the party bus. So the party bus picks you up at 8. Full, so once you get on the bus, you don't bring anything with you. All beverages so they got full bloody mary bar at eight o'clock in the morning and then you know a full bar beers and liquor and all that stuff so all the food is catered it's like hot dogs and hamburgers and sausages and all kinds of stuff nothing too fancy but just perfect for us when you get to the place they set up two more bars around the because there's three buses cornhole they got a dj set up outside tvs i mean this is going to be ridiculous. It is going to be ridiculous. So it's two hours to get to Notre Dame, for, to South Bend from Chicago. So we'll be basically there. You lose an hour or gain an hour or something. So by 11, we're there. The game kicks at 3.30. That is a long day, buddy. So we have to pace ourselves, yep. which we will. Gatorade, water, mix with the Bloody Marys. Nope. Do a little dancing with the DJ. It's going to be fun. But I'm just prepared for a big day. And an NC State win because I am predicting that NC State shocks the world and wins as a seven and a half point dog at Notre Dame. Is this because of the excitement of you going to Notre Dame's game that you think that this is going to shift their effort and they're going to win at this? Okay, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. that's one question. Exactly. That's one question. The other question is: is you're getting on the Notre Dame party bus? How much red is going to be worn in the group of how many? Ten? Eight? I think we have ten. Yes. So. Think? Are you saying it's called the Notre Dame Party Bus? You think it's just going to be filled with Notre Dame fans? No, Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, I would assume the Notre Dame Party Bus has several Notre Dame fans. They would have a few, but I would think it would be dominated by people that are coming from out of town state fans. Is what I would think. Probably maybe fifty fifty because the people that stay in the hotels are typically the people that are coming from out of town from the visiting squad. Would you say? I would th- maybe, I mean, maybe no, maybe not with Notre Dame's case because they have fans all over the place that over. will fly in and to watch this ball game. So, yeah, you might be right. We might be outnumbered, but once they see when the DJ plays that Bruno Mars and I get out there with my red Wolfpack hat on and all stuff, oh good lord! I hope it's the not town won't know what hit them, baby. I hope it's not a hundred degrees and you're wearing that jacket again, <laughs> that lamb skin jacket. That <laughs> yes, you- I I'm wearing that one for sure. But I did get a weather forecast. Listen to this: my Hawaiian ass gonna be. It's supposed to be like 38 degrees and possible rain. You need gear. Oh, I need a lot of gear. Need a, I, thank you for reminding me. I got two days to get some gear and get ready for the show. Get it. Anyway, it's going to be fun, Hank. I'll let you know all about it when we return on Sunday at 10 p.m. I've got this late flight. I don't get home Sunday till 10 p.m. Mm, mm. That's going to make a tough Monday. It will, but I'll, I've been there before. Hank, you ready to kick off some fantasy football? Let's do it. All right, boys and girls, before we get started, let me introduce you to Mr. Bye Week. And guys, you know, this is important because as we get through the this, this season, you are going to in, in, encounter the Bye Week. The Bye Week Blues is what we call it. This week, uh, if you have any Green Bay Packers, Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Rams, the New York Giants, Arizona Cardinals, or Jacksonville Jaguars, 
you're going to be out of luck. So I hope your bench is stacked. So just let's take a couple guys from the, like the Jaguars. No Leonard Fournette, who was actually out last week for an ankle with an ankle. He's gone for the Cardinals. No Larry Fitzgerald, and we've heard the bad news: Carson Palmer done for the season, broken yep. arm. Hank could be done for his career. What do you think? He's yeah, 38 years old. He should be. I mean, you know, I, I think that he's still a contributing quarterback to the NFL. I mean, I th- still think that he can. But, you know, once you start getting injured like this, yeah. you know, you saw what happened to Peyton. Yeah. You know, once you start Straight going downhill. down like that, it yeah. starts going downhill. And, you know, I don't know what outside of football his life's like. But, I mean, 38, hang it up, right? Yeah, go live life. I mean, he's a good-looking fella. He's smart. He's got probably $150 million. He can probably be a broadcaster. He could go in the booth. He sure. could go on one of those Sunday shows. He'll be fine. He could chill at the house. Yeah, exactly. He could just go to Vegas and gamble for the rest of his life. I would marinate. Like, this, I don't understand why people feel like the need to be like in the line. Well, I do because right. you know that's where they've been their whole life. Right. I would chill. That's not a bad idea. Chill for at least a solid year. Just don't do anything don't for a do solid anything. year. Hit yeah. a couch up. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Shoot some hoops. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> um, the Giants, the other – so two of your quarterbacks, Hank, They're are going to be – They're both garbage. Are going to be on by Eli Manning on your bench this week, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Rams, we're talking about Todd Gurley. Jared Gossman playing pretty well. They're on your bench. Tennessee Titans, and nobody really for the Titans, maybe a little DeMarco Murray or Derrick Henry. And for the Packers, without Rodgers – Jordy. You got Jordy, and actually this little running back, Aaron Jones, for the Green Bay Packers has been running rough shot, 100 yards last week, so he's going to be on your bench. So, guys, I hope you've got some deep, deep benches to fill the spots because you're going to need them this bye week. Hank, let's pop into Thursday. Thursday night, 825. This is the Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds of fantasy football. <laughs> Dolphin, this is the sickest. Nobody's watching this game, Hank. No. Nobody's watching this game. Thank God. I'm going to be resting to rest up from my early flight Friday. I will not watch this Dolphins versus Ravens trash. Hank, talk to me a little bit about the Dolphins-Ravens. Well, you know, you, you're really giving them a hard time. The The Dolphins are 4-2. I, I know they are. How is that possible? They're 4-2. How is it possible? I don't know. But, you know, they're 4-2. and two. Ravens are 3-4. and four. Yeah. I mean, they're not absolute cellar dwellers. But they're both gross teams. Gross teams to watch. Gross teams to watch. What's the line on this team? Uh, right now, Baltimore is a three-point favorite. Maybe the best news ever coming out of this game is Jay Cutler is out, which this means to me, Jay Cutler, I, it's done. I think it's done. He's got some the fractured experiment. ribs. The experiment Jay Cutler's done because Matt Moore came in and actually led the Dolphins to two touchdowns. They were down 14. He came in, led them to two touchdowns, and led them to a victory. Cutler's Terrible. Yes. yes He's yes. terrible. So, I mean, the, the fact that – I mean, he needed to come in to secure a job. He needed to come in in freak. Yeah. And he has not. The question is, can you smoke cigarettes with fractured ribs? Because Jay Cutler, have you heard? He's <laughs> no. been known to smoke a pack a day. After the game, they catch him puffing on ciggies all the time. Really? Can you smoke cigarettes with fractured ribs? Will Rowland, answer the question. <laughs> Answer the question. Answer the question, Will Rowland. Baltimore, minus three, Hank, total 37 and a half. I'll tell you, I'm going to take Baltimore because I think, you know, the Dolphins are probably still – I mean, they're in their offense. Matt Moore's been there forever. But I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm at home. Yes, they are. And this is good. We're starting out against each other. So I'm going to go against you, Hank. I'm going with Miami. Matt Moore coming in. There's a new feeling of – 
freedom. Now that Cutler's gone, now we can really get into our offense. Jay Ajayi gets the ball more. Baltimore, I don't know if you've seen them play lately, Hank, but Joe Flacco looks like he should play for the Hickory High Red Tornadoes. Hey, dude, hey, hey, they're hey, doing They're okay. They're, they're playing. Hush. They're, they're playing they got good, good offense. Maybe for, he should play for Statesville Greyhounds because they are terrible. Joe Flacco would fit very well with that team. I'm going Miami plus the three with an outright win in Baltimore. Next up, Minnesota at Cleveland. Cleveland experimenting now with their third quarterback, Cody Kessler, made a sh- uh, showed up last Sunday and actually looked better than Kaiser and Hogan combined. Hey, brother. <laughs> Love it. Never gets old. Never gets old. <laughs> Can Cleveland get off the schneid and get their first win against a Minnesota Vikings team who's really hitting their stride right now? Their defense – Minnesota's defense probably top three, four yeah. in the in, in the league right now. Minnesota nine and a half point favorite. Hank total thirty seven and a half. Nine and a half point favorite. Woo. That's a lot of points, lot but of not points. against the Browns. <laughs> yes, very I nice. I don't see how the Browns are going to. They are a mess. They're a mess, mm. right? I mean, they uh, when we talk about strategies for picking people in fantasy. Our thing is stay away from bad teams. Yes. They're a bad team. That's a very good defense. I feel like I would take the under, right? Like that. Like that. Vikings, I mean, if I had to pick one, I'd take the Vikings in the points. Yeah. Look at Cody Kessler's numbers real quick, Hank, from last week, if you don't mind. I just want to see kind of how it stacks up. 121, one interception. Kaiser was 114 and two interceptions. I mean – Think about what Cleveland Brown fans – now, just think about this. Just close your eyes and think about this, guys. So, Cleveland Brown fans, last night they're watching Monday Night Football. Carson Wentz, who the Browns could have drafted at the two-hole two drafts ago, they trade the pick. Carson Wentz is playing for Philadelphia. Philadelphia is 6-1. and one. Last year, Cleveland Browns hold the number one pick. They trade out, then hold the number five pick. Trade it to Houston. Houston gets Deshaun Watson. Now Deshaun Watson is looking like a superhero. Yeah. And who does Cleveland Browns have? They've got Deshaun Kaiser and Chris Hogan. Hey, brother. And Cody Kessler. I mean, Browns fans just have to feel like, good Lord, guys, can it get any worse? It, it, it can't. And it won't. <laughs> and it, it won't. It's, but, you know, Minnesota, I mean, their quarterback, that Keenum guy. He's playing great. He's played pretty good. Last week great. wasn't his greatest. Yeah. But, you know, because he was 188 in an interception. But – my bench player, running back Murray, freaked. He went crazy. One thirteen and a yeah. touchdown. I mean, so what do you do moving forward with that Minnesota backfield? I mean, you've got McKinnon there and Murray. Uh, do you roll the dice and you start Murray this week? What do you do? Well, I mean, if you have somebody, so my flex is Mixon. Yeah, who hasn't done anything? I mean, he'll get. He was better this week. Yeah, better. but he only got like sixty, 60 some yards. yards, right? And so, do you? If they're going to give Murray eighteen carries and he's going to do that. But watch what happens next week. I know. They give it to McKinnon, and Murray gets eight carries. Shut up, Jim. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you just can't predict these things. That's why I'd start mixing if I were you, Hank. Tell me what to do. Get out of my head. <laughs> next up, Chicago at New Orleans. New Orleans, the surprise team of the league so far. I think a record of 4-2, and two, and they're doing it with defense, Hank. Normally, it's a Drew Brees-led team. They score 58 points to oh, win the game. Oh, he's still doing his he's, thing. Oh, he's still doing it. There's no doubt. But they're actually doing some things defensively that they haven't done in a long time. And Mitch Trubisky on the other side for Chicago has led the team to two straight wins. And do his call his stat line out real quick. Hey. First of all, Mitch Trubisky did not win that game for them. Oh, of course the not. The Panthers lost that game. Okay, That game was awful. It was. I mean, those two plays that they made. So 
Mitch was 107 with nada. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> well, how many times did he throw the ball? It was like seven. I used four for seven. Four for seven. Right. They really trust him. Yeah. <laughs> he carried the ball five times for three yards. Yeah. Well, you know what? He got a W. That's all. I, the fans of Chicago, all they care about is get me a W, and he's got them two in a row. Can he get three in a row against this New Orleans team in New Orleans? The number, Hank, minus nine. The Saints, 47 and a half total. The Bears have not proven that they can score points. Last week they couldn't do it. Their offense didn't score a touchdown last week. It was two defensive touchdowns and a field goal, and a field right? goal. Yeah. Last week they didn't do it. And the Panthers' defense has not been playing like New Orleans' defense. So, no. New Orleans. And I'm giving two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. I like New Orleans, too. They get it done at home. Chicago comes back down to earth with their defense can't score. They cannot keep up with the New Orleans offense. Let's go New Orleans minus the nine. Next up, 1 o'clock game, Atlanta at the New York Giants. Atlanta lost three in a row, Hank. Matt Ryan not playing up to his Super Bowl form of last year. Their offense looks a little bit lost. Devontae Foreman, where you been? Freeman, Freeman, where you been the last couple days? Julio finally steps up with 99 yards and a touchdown last week. But um, can they get it going against a Jets defense who's played? Actually, they suck. The Jets have played a little bit better as a team. Number, Atlanta minus a five. 46 and a half on the road at the Jets. Right. I think I think this is the game that they get it back together because they've been playing bad. Yeah, they've and they been have playing the, bad. all the parts to be as good a team as they were last year. Um but the Patriots defense isn't great and they held them to 7, seven points. points. They're going to come out and freak. Yeah. That goes to show you something's not click. Oh, one thing, Atlanta's offensive coordinator left. You know, I think he went to go coach San Francisco or somewhere. So they brought Steve Sarkeesian in from the USC the debacle. Drunk. Yes, exactly. And so things just aren't really happening yet with that offense. Let's see if it does turn around. I'm with you, Hank. I'm going to go Atlanta minus the five to get a win by 10 points at the New York Jets. Next up, Carolina fans, I don't know if you all want to hear this game or not. It's a one o'clock kick, kick and we are traveling to, t- or y'all are. I'm not going to say we. I'm not a Carolina Panther fan. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's lost. Why are you looking at me like that? How? Dare you? I'm not a Panther fan. I sit mean, in here and talk trash about the Panthers. Just because I live in this state doesn't make me a Carolina Panther fan. So you hate our state? I don't hate it. I love our. You state. heard it here. <laughs> he hates our state. I love our state. I love everything about it except the Panthers the are our state. The Panthers. They are a team. I, listen, I will root for them. But I'm just saying they're not my team. Like against Tampa Bay, I'm going to root for the Panthers. You, you know? just said you weren't going to root for him. I just, said, just said I'm not going to call them my team. I said they're my team. I said, no, no, they're not my team. Tampa Bay, go. Okay, Tampa Bay. They are reeling as well. Jameis Winston finally puts up some numbers. I think it was three touchdowns, 300-plus yards, right, Hank? Yep, 384. Good night. Three touchdowns and one interception. Yeah, Tampa Bay needs him uh, for their offense to run, and hey, actually ran it very well. Can they do this against a Carolina defense without Luke Keekley, who's going to be out another week? I'm telling you, the Panthers are a different team without Luke. They are. I, I hate it for Luke because he is going down the concussion path. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's leaving. I, I just don't like – I mean, he's going to be the next one to retire. That's Watch. Because he's smart. Right. And he's going to be like, I don't need my health to be affected by this. And that is going to – tear that defense apart because he's the young link that was going to keep us together he's the leader out there and i don't know if you heard this but coach uh ron rivera promised luke's mom and dad they were like if there's any 
thing I noticed in practice with his head-related injuries. He said, I will not play him. And I'll tell you, because his mom and dad are worried about him. He's just like five concussions. He's yeah. had a lot, you know? Yeah. So um, well, the guy runs 400 miles an hour into right. a brick wall a every wall. day. Absolutely. So uh, get better, Luke. And let's see if Tampa Bay can get better against this Carolina D. Tampa Bay minus the two. 44 and a half. I think, and they're playing at home, they're right? Playing to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think there's, I think Carolina's going to have a tough time going down there and winning. Let me ask you a question about Cam. Do you think Cam cares more about like his brand and his style and his look than he really cares about playing and winning football and being a leader? What, what do you feel? How do you feel about this? So we talked about this on the podcast that you aren't here when it was, you know, when I was in your seat. Yes. And I love Cam and love the way he plays, has fun and everything else. But for the same thing that I love about Cam, I hate about Cam. He sulks. He's a baby. He is not a great teammate. He's not a leader. He's not a leader. He's not. Right. But, you know, some of that comes from he has never lost. Everywhere he goes, he wins a championship. Right? They said ever since he was little. Mm -hmm. Every place he goes, he wins. National Football League doesn't always let you win like that right so i'm not a big fan of the way he acts when things go bad because that's where you see leaders step up tom brady is a leader sure right there's i'd even say matt ryan is a leader russell uh, wilson's a great leader exactly right so with that being said i don't like cam when he's in this situation i love him when he's having fun but I hate him as well, a teammate. As a leader, you got to shine when the time is bad, too. You sure. don't shine just when things are going great and I'm scoring touchdowns and doing the whatever, the dab and all that stuff. You got to shine in front of your player, your teammates, when things are bad, too, because you got to lead them up. You got to pick them up. Yeah. Well, he doesn't do that. He doesn't. So, mark my word, he will never win a Super Bowl because he is not a leader. And I would rather have Carson Wentz leading my team right now than Cam Newton. If I would. If I were the Panthers, they're not, this would never happen. But I wouldn't want him to be my quarterback anymore, Hank. I know that's some tough words to hear as a Panther fan, but that's how I feel about it right now. Tampa Bay rolls in this game by 10. Take that, Cam. Hey, hey, let hey. Let me borrow that hat. Did you see that hat he wore the other day? Let me borrow that hat. Let me borrow that hat. Too. That hat was actually really – I want it for Notre Dame this weekend. <laughs> Love it. San Francisco next up at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, the only one-loss team left in the NFL. They're 6-1 playing against San Francisco who got just trampled by the Dallas Cowboys last week. I want to say it was 40-10. to 10. Let's see what we got here. Philadelphia's got this. The number in Vegas right now is Philadelphia opened at 11, but it's been bet up all the way to 13. People like what they see with this Philadelphia Eagle team. The total is 47 and a half. Hank, any spot – San Francisco was keeping the numbers close for the last four weeks until the Cowboys game. Are they going to make a serious nosedive? They, they're not – they haven't won a game yet. Right. Are they going to – Fight, or is it now they're waving the white flag and say, all right, y'all just take it. We're terrible. I think they're going to fight, and I, to be completely honest, I think they're going to score some points. Mm. But Philadelphia, you know what I think the X factor for Philadelphia is? What's that? Like Garrett Blunt. That dude runs mean. He does. And when, his, when, when he's running the ball, and they're feeding him, like this week was awful. Yeah. 29 yards. 29 yards. They never gave – he was – I watched the whole game. Wendell Smallwood was in the majority of the game. It seemed like Blunt 
didn't get much carry. But Blunt reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. You know how the team rallied around Marshawn Lynch? I think Philadelphia rallies around LeGarrette Blunt too. Right. Plus, they love Carson Wentz in Philadelphia. They absolutely love him. What do you think about this game with the minus the 13? That's a lot of points. I'm going to take Sam Fran. I think they're going to score. I don't think they win, but yeah. I think they keep it close. I think – I think I'm going to go with you. After the embarrassing performance against the Cowboys, San Francisco will show a little pride just to keep this thing within the 13 points. Look for Pierre Garçon just to maybe come back a little bit. They've got a new quarterback throwing to him in San Francisco, C.J. Beathard, who took um, a Hoyer's place. He had a great opening week, but his week last week against the Cowboys was terrible. One more week under his belt in practice. He'll perform better and look for Pierre Garçon to uh, perform better. Let's go over the total 47 and plus the 13. Next up, 1 o'clock game, Oakland at Buffalo. Oakland finally got a win, Hank. I know you watched that ball game against the Chiefs. That was one of the most enjoyable Thursday night games I have seen in a while. It was a good game. I, I got to watch it in Vegas. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Tell me what it's like for a Thursday night. This is, I'm glad you brought that up. Thursday night game in Vegas. Are you in the sports book? I in, take it. Yeah. So what is I did. Is it electric? Like, what's the energy like? Nah, it wasn't, it wasn't real. I mean, you had fans on either side. But, you know, the funny thing is, is I, there's baseball that day as well. Yeah. And so I bet the baseball game, which came on at three. Wow. Out there. Yeah. Right. And then the, the late game came on at 530. Five, yeah. Or somewhere right in there. Mm-hmm. Then this game was on. So I was going back and forth between tables and the sports book. Right. Right? Once you start losing, you grab your hair and you're like, <laughs> I'm out. And you go watch the game. Right. But it was pretty – It was pretty. the baseball was more electric than the, than the um, football game. People were really in. L.A., you know, L.A. Oh, fans. Sure, it was, sure. They're pounding it. But, I mean, Oakland had a pretty good uh, – Because Oakland's getting ready to move to Vegas, right? I mean, I figured that place would be going crazy. So do you feel like – You've been to Vegas for – have you been to Vegas for March Madness? Um, I have. have oh, you, yes, I have. Okay. And you've been to Vegas for Super Bowl? I've not. I wonder what the vibe is like for like World Series or playoff baseball compared to those. I mean, I'm maybe, sure there's no, no comparison. No comparison. But you felt, you felt people were more interested in the baseball game than the, I did. Than the Thursday night game. I oh, did. That's interesting. Cool. So uh, can Oakland keep stay hot right now? You know, Carr seems to be playing better. He's back in with his – he's got his bad back, but he played well last week. And Amari, 400 yards. Yeah, and Amari Cooper, wow. You talk about down in the dumps to being the top of the pack. 200 yards receiving? Yeah. Unbelievable. Can Oakland stay hot? Buffalo, this is surprising me. Buffalo at home is a three-point favorite against Oakland, maybe because of the home field advantage there. The total is 45-and-a-half. They're 3-and-0 at home. Buffalo is. It's unbelievable. They have nothing. Yeah. Think about their offense. They have Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. They got nobody to throw the ball to and they still win. Yep. But they're 3 0 at home. And that's crazy. I mean, you you gain momentum off of that. Sure. But I think this week it stops. I think Oakland comes in and plays well and beats them. I like the straight up upset win too, Hank. I'm going to agree with you. Let's take Oakland plus the three. Look for Amari Cooper and David Carr to stay hot together. You know, when they're, it's clicking with them, that's when that team succeeds. Let's see if they continue to uh, stay hot. We like Oakland plus the three. Next up, Indianapolis at Cincinnati. Both teams reeling. Cincinnati looking for another win. Uh, they got blown out by Pittsburgh last week in Indianapolis. Good Lord. Puts up a goose egg. I read this fact last week, Hank. There were one, two, three, four teams that did not score an offensive touchdown last week and three teams i think put up zero points i know denver put up a zero a goose egg i think indy put up a goose egg they did 
and there may have been Cardinals and the Cardinal three goose eggs. That's very rare. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Thank you to use one of my favorite words in the world. Can Indianapolis do anything to get some points on the board? Y'all heard about Luck too. So Luck is now. They said he can't practice and he was going to practice. Now he's not practicing. I still don't think the dude's going to play, man. I don't think he's going to play this year. Um, Let's see if Cincinnati can score against this Indianapolis D. Cincinnati minus the 10, total 42. They don't look good. Cincinnati doesn't look good. But Poorly coached. You think they've stayed too long? I I think it's time for for him to go. Marvin Lewis. Yeah, I I think that you might be. Dalton hadn't played well. They've got nothing out of their backfield. No. And they've got a great receiving core that is not being utilized. They have every opportunity to, to win this week, but they've got to play up to their ability. So I'm going to take them on the, you guys got to get this going now to save face. Sure. With no other reason. They have, more, they have so much talent offensively. I agree with you. Against this Indianapolis defense, they're going to, they'll blow them right out the water. Let's go Cincinnati 35, Indianapolis 7. Next up, 1 o'clock kick, L.A. Chargers against the New England Patriots. New England Patriots finally found their way. Their defense stepping up a little bit last week against the Atlanta Falcons, and the Chargers pitch a shutout. First time the Denver Broncos have been shut out since 1992. Two defenses coming together. New England right now, 7.5-point favorite total, 48.5. You know, New England is kind of like Jekyll and Hyde. You know, they have games on, games off, games on. They do it when it's needed to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, I like – I mean, I, I, I mean, how could you not be a fan of this? But, you know, like Deion Lewis led rushers with 76 yards. It's just so vanilla. You know what I mean? The Chargers start off the season just sucking, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're one at three at home, three and four, so they've kind of started mm-hmm. going their way. Playing. But that's but. not enough. <laughs> Gronkowski will be this week's hero. Okay. And they're going to hammer that dude. They seem to pick another a new hero every week. And Gronk is going to be this week. I can buy that. New England at home, minus the seven. They take care of business against these Chargers. I think they win by, let's say, 10 to 12. Let's go New England, minus the seven. And I'm going to lean a little bit to the under 49. Both defenses playing better. Here we go with our 4 o'clock games. Houston at Seattle. Houston coming off the bye. Deshaun Watson probably real well-rested against Seattle, who off, whose offense is starting to click a little bit better. Russell Wilson playing Russell Wilson kind of ball. Doug Baldwin. I love Doug, Doug Baldwin. It's Russell Wilson's go-to. Houston, 5.5-point dog at Seattle. Total, 45.5. I like Houston to win this game. Wow, do you really? Yeah. I like Houston to win this game. I More, think, what, firepower with the offense, or what do you see? Well, you know, when you watch Russell uh, Wilson play, he is scrambling. His Their line sucks. It's terrible. They have no running game either. Right. It no sucks. And what does Houston have? And it's pass rush. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he's going to be running, trying to make split-second decisions. It's not a passer-friendly environment. I think – Watson's going to have a good game. He's had two weeks to game plan for him. I think they go in and win. I like that. I like that. Vegas thinks you might be on the right path, too, because the number, the total started at 42. It's moved all the way up to 46. So they're thinking there's going to be some offense in this game. And the offense, you would think, would come from Houston, in my mind. I'm going to go with you, on Hank, Hank, on this one. I don't know if it's an outright win, but I will take Houston plus the five and a half, and I'm going to go over the total 46. Next up, Dallas at Washington. Remember back in the day 
this rivalry. It would be a Sunday at four, and you were out in the backyard playing football with your friends, and your dad would holler at you, come in, the game's getting ready to come up. Because Washington was the only team in town back yeah. in the day, remember? Yeah. That was the game that we got to see. And Dallas was the big rivalry for the Redskins. And so I, would, I remember it so vividly, Hank. The leaves were turning an orange color and falling from the sky as I ran another touchdown past my brother <laughs> <laughs> into the end zone. And then Dad calls me in for hot cider and football. So um, Sounds lovely. <laughs> sounds wonderful. So it was D-, D when you guys played. Was it your sister? <laughs> your sister <laughs> no, D? This is, actually, this is a great question you asked me. So in our neighborhood, there was this fellow named John Hayes. He lived two doors up, and another guy that lived across the street named David. I never knew his last name. Just David. Just David. Yo, David, we're playing ball. Come on, jump the creek. Come on over here. Because, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. And so we would normally run two on two, and uh, it was normally me and John against Jeremy and David, and we would always win. You know. Stack the sides. <laughs> two sixth graders against yeah. uh, the, fu- the third and the second grader. The great thing is, so John Hayes, who lived up the street from me ever since Jeremy and I were little, and we would carpool from school, from Jenkins to Grandview to Hickory High even. And he still lives in Hickory, and I see him all the time. But I'll never forget <laughs> John Hayes. I didn't know anything about smoking cigarettes, anything. when I Junior high, we were athletes. Nobody thought about smoking cigarettes. Now you're cigarettes. an MVP. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm really good at it. But smoking cigarettes, we're like, what are you doing? So anyway, I saw John Hayes. I think he was in seventh grade or eighth grade. I was – at Grandview, and I was going by, past the bathroom, and I smelled all this smoke coming out. And I pop in there, and John Hayes is smoking cigarettes in John. the eighth grade, you know, urinal. Come on, John. <laughs> Come on, John. You, me and you used to dominate the football games together. Not no more. Now you're smoking cigarettes. But anyway, John, hey, I miss you, man. It's been a long time. Hope you're doing well. All right, next up, Dallas at Washington. Hank, after that uh, trip down memory lane, let's go. Washington is a – Oh, I take it back. They opened as a one-point favorite. Now it's been bet up to in, in Vegas. Dallas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite now. Wow. Total, 50-and-a-half. It's moved three points in three days. Hank, tell me about this Where are game. they playing in Washington? They're playing at, at D.C. Ooh. Home dog? Home dog. Home dog. Two-and-a-half-point home dog. Yeah, Dallas is coming off a big performance, big too. Big win. I'm taking Washington. Don't. Home dog? Come on. I like that, Hank. I like what I'm hearing there. Home dog, we always like a home dog on the fantasy formula, especially if you can get get that to three points, even better. Get a plus three. Kirk Cousins had a pretty damn good game last night, Hank. I think three touchdowns, 300 plus. Um, he needs some more help from Terrell Pryor. His number one wide receiver is not doing much, but Jordan Reed looked good yesterday. The little guy in the backfield, Chris Thompson, looked good. They need a bigger dose of Rob Kelly, but Dallas's defense can be had. They can be had. Let's go Washington plus the three. Next up, Pittsburgh at Detroit. This is our 8.30 Sunday night game. Pittsburgh offense looking great. When you got Le'Veon Bell going for 100-plus rushing and you've got Antonio Brown going for 100-plus receiving, you know you're in store for a good performance overall by the team. This is interesting fantasy info, though. He went for under 100 receiving. What'd he go, 99? <laughs> you're so <laughs> confident. 65. Oh, God dang. He got a touchdown, though, right? <laughs> yes, he did. Um, Martavis, he total all his numbers, maybe it's Okay. Mar- Martavis Bryant, you know, the wide receiver on the opposite side who's got busted for weed two or three times. He got suspended all last year. He's demanding a trade. Okay, so think about this. There are some teams out there that are in dire need of a wide receiver, and Martavis Bryant has got the skill set to be a wide receiver one. He really does. He's just opposite Antonio Brown. 
if you were a team like Chicago who has no receivers or a team like the Giants who have lost all their receivers. Uh, Giants are the best fit. Would Because they get, actually have a quarterback. Yes, they got somebody to throw them the ball. Would you give up – what would you give up to get a Martavis Bryant in the middle of the year? Pittsburgh, the dude doesn't even want to play. I mean, he's basically said, hey, I'm, I'm not playing, so they're going to have to make him inactive or trade him. So what would you do? Can I, can I say something to that? Sure. Yes. They, their money's not guaranteed. No. That's how dumb these guys are. Yeah, they are. could cut him in a second. You're right. right. They could cut him. I would say, I'm going to play. I want to be traded and take my Millie to the house. Right. right. What's wrong with these guys? Right. So stupid. stupid. Yes. So stupid. Um, but, like you said, you know, New York has the ability to give up something, and it's going to have to be on defense because their offense is awful. Or draft picks. It could be draft picks. Or draft pick. But it'd be willing to get an RB1 for them. I mean, not RB1. Wide, wide receiver, receiver one. one. Yeah, it'd be worth it for them. Even though they're 1-6, and six, like the season sucks. You know, it's over. Yeah. They're not going anywhere. Do you roll the dice and say, hey, we won't. We believe in this guy. He's been busted for a week twice, suspended for a year. As long as you don't have to pay him wide receiver one money. Yeah, you just pay if him. If you get him a deal and you get him multiple years and it's a deal, hey, we're going to let you get out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. But it's going to be for a deal because you got marijuana on you and everything, <laughs> right? You're a weed head. Yeah. You're a weed head. Yeah. So if that works out, it'd be good news for them. Yeah. So you would say look into it. Look into the trade. Look into it. Very nice. Okay. Let's see what Detroit looks into as they peer into their crystal ball and see Pittsburgh coming Sunday night. Pittsburgh minus three favorite on the road, total 45. Nope. I think that they've had a week off. Uh, Detroit's had a week off. off They're coming off the bye. I think, you know, Stafford's been playing well. They've been playing well. They're going to, they'll end up pulling it out. Detroit, you're calling Detroit for the outright win. Detroit outright. All right. I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go Pittsburgh minus the three. I think Pittsburgh's offense kicking into gear now. Got all the three-headed monster working. But I do like Detroit. I do like Detroit a lot this year. It, you know, think about this right now, Hank. Think about who would you say the best team in the NFC is right now. Think, like, it's supposed to be Green Bay or Dallas or Seattle even. But is it Philly? Is, it, is think, it the Rams? I, mean, I think Philly probably Philly's would be. number one? Yeah. I would put Detroit top Three to four in the NFC, mm-hmm. you think? Yeah. You know? I mean, because Green Bay's out. Oh, yeah. you got to put Minnesota up. Minnesota's playing pretty yeah, good ball. Yeah, that's true. Playing pretty good ball. New Orleans, playing pretty good ball. Better. So, anyway, it's Tampa a crap. Bay. They stink, though. Look at their record. Well, the record's terrible. Yeah, right. they need – anyway, it's going to be a crap shooting the NFC, so it'll be interesting when playoff time comes around. But, anyway, I'm going to get you here. Pittsburgh, I'm going minus three. You got Detroit plus a three. Last game. Here we go. Monday night. And this, is actually, this actually should be a really good game. Denver at Kansas City. Denver, man, what's going on with Trevor Simeon? Two bad games back-to-back. Give me his numbers from last week, Hank. Simeon was 25 for 35. Okay. 207 in an interception. And zero points scored. Their team did not score a point. Unbelievable. Kansas City, their offense is clicking, but they're coming off two uh, two losses as well. Kansas City at home in Arrowhead, minus seven and a half, total 43. If it's seven, I like them. If you can get it you know, down to seven, buy down that hook, I like them. They've just been playing consistent football. They have. Right? And so I think that they're going to be able to go in this and win by seven. Are you worried about the Denver offense? That's two stinkers they put up in a row. I think they scored three and now zero or seven and now zero. 
is it time to make a change with Trevor Simeon? The other dude they got back there is that Paxson. Pa- yeah, who's proven nothing. Yeah, no, I, nothing. I, I think their their offense is gross. So would you stay pat with Simeon? Try to figure out if you can get a quarterback in the next draft. Yeah, they might be onto something there. So I will agree with you, Hank. Let's try to get Kansas City down to the seven, and I'm going to go under the total 44 against the Denver Broncos. Good job there, Hank. Well done. That's Fantasy 45, the fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. That one only took us 48 minutes, so we're just about 23 minutes behind schedule. Can we talk about the World Series? Before? I'd love to. Yeah. You the baseball. Talk about two things. Please. Shoot. World Series. Okay. And did did you watch any of Game Day on Saturday? Where were they? Uh Penn State. Penn State. I watched but some. I, uh, let me rephrase that. Okay. Earlier in the day, before the Penn State one, right. they had Tebow and another gentleman at Tuscaloosa. Yeah, okay? I saw I saw, you saw Yes. When they asked those two gentlemen to give Tennessee a pep talk, did you hear that? Tebow? I did saw her hear, Tebow's. Did you hear – the other gentleman did a great job. Yeah. Did you hear Tebow's? I did. If that guy doesn't decide to be a coach, and not an NFL coach, because those guys don't play for their coach. They play for their contracts. Right. He – will be the best coach in college football. I would agree with you because he can inspire you. Now, X's and O's, we don't know if he's good at. That's why you hire coordinators. Exactly. I think half of coaching, maybe more than half of coaching, is inspiring someone to follow you. Listen to what I'm saying. I can take you to the promised land, right? Yeah. yeah. And he can do it. That speech that he gave. It was great. It was incredible. And he – he didn't sugarcoat it. He was like, Alabama, better coach than you. They have better athletes. They have a better record. But you know what? They, you can outplay them. Right. You can have more heart than them. You can outheart them. them, yes. You can have more heart than them. So. And did you see the chick in the studio? Yeah. At the end of the talk, she yeah. was like, I would run through a brick wall yes. for you, Tim Tebow. Yeah. And that's it, the way I feel, he man. He pumped everybody up. Like, even the dude beside him, we got pumped up. The, the guy and the girl in the studio were pumped up. I was like pretty mesmerized by it too. I was like, wow, that's a pretty damn good speech. I rewinded it and made Harris watch it. Did, oh, that's brilliant. He had a flag football game about, t- about 30 <laughs> Did it bump him up? It did. Did he, score, oh, did he score a touchdown to get run through a brick wall? No, he didn't run through a brick wall. No. He didn't. He got a couple flags up. Good for him. Good for him. How's that team doing anyway? Oh, they're terrible. <laughs> we, we won our first game, but we got one tonight. 545. Good luck. Going into the tournament, we're playing a bad team tonight. Okay. Get the Wildcats. But I'm not going to talk junk because Lord knows we've lost our, <laughs> our share too. But I just had to bring up that Tebow speech because, you know, everybody is kind of like either likes him or hates him and doesn't like that he keeps his faith on his sleeve and whatever. He's a good dude. Absolutely. He's a good dude and he loves sports and how can you not like Tebow though? Like who, does, who doesn't like Tebow? If if haters, if he came to my house to recruit my son, yeah. I would be like, absolutely. Where do I sign? Absolutely. Yeah, where do I sign? Yeah. Let me sign right now. I mean, that's what you want. Yes, exactly. Unbelievable. Sorry about that. No, that's good. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I forgot about that speech. That was pretty awesome. Go listen to it yeah. if you haven't seen it. All right, so tell me a little bit about the baseball game, Hank. Oh, man, the Dodgers and the Astros. Is this what you wanted, or did you want to see maybe a Dodgers-Yankees? I wanted Cleveland in yeah. there because I think they're kind of like, you know, baseball's kind of funny. I like the dirt 
not dirtbag, but like they're strange dudes. Baseball players are strange dudes, and they're kind of <laughs> like a dirtbag. They're kind of like you know just weird, you know. Yeah. And Cleveland is full of them. I mean, those <laughs> cat, those cats are weirdos, weirdos. and I like that. Um, but the Astros are too. Yeah. The Astros are uh, Evan Gaddis. If you haven't heard his story to, in a nutshell, he's one of the greatest hitters in high school, and he committed to Texas A and M. Freaked out, anxiety wise. Started smoking pot. Left school. Uh, ended up being a janitor, living with his sister. Um, ended up going with his cousin back to like Texas El, pa- El Paso Prairie View, mm-hmm. where his this his cousin was going to go play. Coach looks at him, and goes, "You're Evan Gaddis, aren't you?" And he was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "You're the greatest pure hitter I've ever seen." Wow. Do you have eligibility? Yes, I do. Ends up playing for them. Gets drafted, plays for the Braves. He's what a, a story! Yeah, but he's a dirtbag. He doesn't wear batting gloves. He, you know, he's got a huge beard, crap all in it, and I love <laughs> it. I love it. Yeah. But those guys, you know, Altuve is five six. And he's a bad dude, and he hits bombs. That dude is awesome. He does everything right. I love that. Yeah. And then the LA's what LA should be. It's a bunch of pretty finesse. And pretty boys yep. that, that I love. I love Kershaw. I love Bellinger. I love Seeger. I love all of them. Um, it's going to be a great series. It will be. So if I were to tell you, it starts tonight. This Tuesday night, we're coming to you with a fantasy formula at 809 sharp. I told you a little bit about the weather. It's supposed to be the hottest World Series game ever by the first pitch. It's going to be 98 degrees. Baseball players thrive in that. Really? Yeah, they, we play all summer. That's true. I guess yeah, y'all would prefer the su- the heat to the right, cold. Right. Okay, so that's really should have no effect, the no. temperature. Um, could it affect the ball staying in the ballpark compared to going out of the ballpark they because s- of warmer weather that's going to travel, right? Yeah. They, I okay. mean, there's information that would verify okay, that. Some data that would back that up. So L.A. Dodgers are minus 180 with Kershaw pitching against, who did we say earlier? Uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas Kukul. Yeah. Kikul, right? Right. right. Um, and the total is seven. What would smart money do here? Because I'm telling you, I have this feeling. Kershaw to me, who's a, he's a bad dude. But it seems like in big time spots, sometimes he lays an egg. And so if you're going, if you're going with the dog, you get a lot of like, uh, so $100 may be going to get you 145 you right. know, where you got to give up a lot more if you're taking the Dodgers. What's a smart value play here? Well, I think the smart value play is the Dodgers win. Dodgers win, okay. Dodgers win, okay. If you play the Dodgers win, I I, I go against you on him laying an egg, yeah. okay, because I has he before? Yeah. How many starts does he have? Probably a hundred and fifty in his career, and he's had some pretty darn good ones. Yes, yes. So Kershaw is, but in a big spot though. I'm talking about that. We're this is the biggest spots of all spots. We're in the World oh, yeah. Series. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but he's not a 22 year old pitcher. He's a seasoned guy. He's got his money. He is just proving that he's one of the greatest pitchers in Major League Baseball. Now, he's going against hitters that don't give a dang. Sure. Right? Altuve and those guys, if you watch baseball, those guys, what they do well is they wait for their pitch. Right. Okay? And he will throw them nine pitches, and they will just foul it off if it's not perfect. Mm -hmm. Foul it off. Foul it off. Foul it off. And then he's going to get tired of having them foul it off, and he's going to try to do something different. And that's when a mistake is made. It's can he throw good enough pitches to get them to chase or get behind in the count? Because okay. every time they do well, they get behind in the count. But you're still sticking with Kershaw will win this game one. 
If he gets, yes. Their bullpen is incredible. They're nasty. That bullpen is nasty. I, I mean, you only have to get seven or six or seven. Six or seven. He doesn't have to go all the way. Yeah. That total being at seven. So I like the over big time. I just, I have this feeling it's going to be, it, everything says no, go under because Kershaw's pitching and he right. pitches. It, it gives up one run, if any. Right. But I just have this feeling, Hank, that it's going over the total. So we'll see. It should be fun to watch. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch because they're two good teams. And to be completely honest, the history of the Dodgers is kind of fun yeah. to watch. But the Astros, tonight, look at these dudes. Nobody is a household name. Right. Altuve is because he's different. Right? None of them, I, I would say, are like stand like judge and right. big market dudes. Right. That's that's why it, pull, it pulls you towards them. Sure. Yeah, it'll be a fun Love watch. Love it. It'll be a fun watch for sure. So are you going to take Dodgers in 6-7? What are you thinking? Uh, I'll take the over in it. He's going to give up a couple runs. No, I'm talking about oh, the overall series. The Who overall wins series? the whole shebang here? Oh, man. I think I'm going to go with the Astros. Yes. All right. Jump on board. Underdog. Jump on board that Astros train. I'll be right there with you, buddy. Uh, I say Astros in seven. Because they're going to do offense. That's what, you know, pitching wins championships, and that's mm-hmm. true. But um, these boys are feeling good. Yeah. They're confident. They're confident. Let's take the Astros to the house, Hank, and let's take this show to the house, too. Good to be back. Two-week hiatus. One week for you. Feels good to sit back in the chair. Guys, we'll talk to you next week. Oh, Make and don't forget. Bus. Well, I'll have a big story about the party bus. Guys, take the mortgage. Lay it NC State plus the seven and a half the against, <laughs> against uh, Notre Dame. And we want to uh, – a special thanks goes to our sponsor, the Sock Factory. We know about these guys. They've been in business in North Carolina since 1975. Their three lines of socks are just taking the world by storm. Crazy Compression, William Tucker, and Fit Sock. Guys, go check them out, www.thesockfactory.com, and check us out at – www.themesh.tv Look us up, The Fantasy Formula or Fax Us. Just kidding. Alright guys, we'll see you <laughs> next time. Bye-bye. Later. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community all programs are available on the website as well as through itunes and youtube check us out online at themesh.tv discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard